Hello everyone and welcome to the long-awaited episode 6 of Dixie Discusses. With me uh, tonight is a man I've known for a long time, a good mate of mine in and outside the work, and uh, the true definition of a key worker, it's Mr. it's Mr Andy Donaldson. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, Matt. Nice one for getting me on, mate. You're welcome, mate. No problem at all. Thanks thanks again for coming on, mate. Um, we're obviously recording it now, mate, so it's Monday night. Uh, and obviously the cut throws being so I'll touch on that in a minute. Um just wanted to touch on uh for a couple of minutes if I can your thoughts about the performance on Saturday. And obviously the main thing is we're through. Uh, and obviously we're in the draw for the fourth round, fifth round, etc. Um but just wanted to see what you, you made of the performance, to be honest, mate. Well, we're through. <laughs> I think that's the main thing, really, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I, I was told by someone years ago, if you can't see anything nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> um, that's the end of the podcast, then, we say. Yeah, pretty much. Thanks for coming, guys. Right. Tune in next week. Um, it, it was just average. It was, it was like there were players there playing for places, needed to put performances in. They didn't bother. Um, they all did the bare minimum. It should never have gone to extra time. Um, Sosan took his goal well enough and everything, but then after that, they, they wanted it more than us. They have fought us, everything. And it, it took that one little bit of class from Ames Rodriguez, that absolutely unbelievable pass to the Corey, um, to settle it. But, yeah, absolutely bang average. Just another kind of Everton performance, really. You know, just going through the motions, you know, doing as little as we can, open for the results. It's just, there's been too many of them recently. Um, I, I think personally, um, I just think there's players that should be putting more effort in, players that can bring more in, who just, for whatever reason, don't want to do it. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with you, mate, to be honest. Like you said, I thought, um, first 10 minutes... I thought, you know, especially like you said, when Tolton scored, like I thought I was going to be three or four here. Um, and we totally took our foot off the gas, mate. They obviously grew in confidence, didn't he? And then I saw that, that little spell they had where, um, was it a Hickway, was it? The lads who was playing right back, I think he used to play for Tramia, didn't he? Um, he got past Luca Dean and um, had a shot with his left foot. Tolton made a good save, made another good save, didn't he? And then you could just see, you could just see the um, the confidence was just, just totally grew. Um out of Rotherham, and then I'd say for pretty much the rest of the ninety mates. That <coughs> like you said, that the the bossed it. I think the only the only saving grace we had, um, which you know you don't see in the Premiership games really as much, because uh, obviously all the teams there have got players you can change and you can hurt. Yeah, um, like you said, we we had the chance to bring on the likes of Takore, you know, and that, that sort of changed the game. Um, like you said, obviously Hammers made that made that great pass and that, that's the one bit of quality that um you know has obviously put us put us in the uh, into the next round. But like you said, it, it's well I think uh, certain players certainly haven't done themselves any favours anyway, mate. That's all I can say to be honest. No. But the other side of that coin and everything, I think um I think Olsen has done himself the world a good day. Um he, he about four or five really good saves. Um just didn't really look like he was going to get beat, which I'm not ragging on our other keepers or anything, but you, you haven't really had that assuredness. You've always felt like that, you know, over the course of 90 minutes, there's going to be one 
kind of mistake in the match, you know, that could lead to a goal. Um, he's impressed me um, in the matches that he's played in. Um, if we get a chance to make that deal permanent, I wouldn't be disappointed with that at all. No, I've got to, I've got to agree, mate. I think the size of him and the stature, mate, and he seems he seems quite a calm and presence, doesn't he? On the back four, um, I mean, you know, they're never they're never going to come out and say, Ardy, that um, that they, you know, they prefer one over the other. But I just look at I look at the body language of uh, the back four, mate, when he plays, and they just seem a bit more calmer and a bit more assured, mate. But um. Like you said, hopefully, mate. I mean, it's obviously all sorts of rumblings about Bernard, isn't there? And a swap deal and stuff, which I'm sure we'll probably touch on a bit later in terms of the transfers and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, like you said, mate, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, I certainly, you know, would hope something like that had come through. Because, yeah, I do, I do rate him. I do think he's a good keeper. Um, just in terms of the draw, though, mate, obviously the draw's being made. Um, Sheffield Wednesday uh, in the next round at home. Which you know, it could it could end up being another game like Rotherham, mate, couldn't it? And then if obviously if you get past that, we've got um, we've got either Wickham or Tottenham around. So what do you make of those two uh, two ties? Um, uh, I think Wednesday is a potential banana skin because they've been going through all like the managerial crisis and stuff. They had yeah. Tony Pulis in there for what was it five about? minutes mate yeah <laughs> but was it sort of like eight games and he didn't win one of them or anything yeah it's just crazy like it's absolutely crazy um, so yeah he's he's gone now but they're still in like a bit of a rebuilding thing so you don't know what team's going to turn up are they going to be fighting for a new manager that he's just going through the motions yeah. what so that's a potential banana skin and then you know once we beat them you know um Back against like the big heavyweights and stuff like Wickham, so <laughs> you know, no, no disrespect to Spurs, but we've had them once. We'll do them again. So I'll give us a proper test in the next round, eh? Yeah, it's a good shout that, mate. Good shout. I love that definitely. Um, now I think, uh, like you said, mate, are the are the, are the games going to be hard? I think. Um, I think if if you're a Sheffield Wednesday player, mate, and you think obviously the struggles they've had not just this season but probably the last couple of years, um, to get obviously to get a tie. Um, to come to Goodison in, in the cup, then like you said, you know they can sort of relax if you like, can't they? And uh, you know come and have a real good go, which is obviously like what Rotherham did. So I'm sure obviously they, if they were, they were watching that on the weekend, they they probably fancy the chances. Well, they? Well, um, if they if they play without any kind of fear, then we're in for another rubbish afternoon. Unless yeah. unless certain players step up and actually go, no, you know what, I'm not having this again, and put a proper shift in. Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree, mate. Totally agree. And like you said, in terms of Tottenham, mate, you know, probably for this season, the one like complete performance I've seen of that team was, was the first game against Tottenham. So if you can put in a performance like that again, um, then yeah, I'd be quite confident, mate, and, and obviously going into a potential quarter final. And so, yeah, uh, we'll see, we'll see how we go, mate. But anyway, just just moving on, though, mate. I know you've, uh, I know you've obviously listened to the podcast before, uh, and I know you've had a few, uh, you've had a few crackers lined up. So we'll get, we'll get started with them now. So, um, okay. just in terms of obviously players, mate. Um, we obviously, I know you know the format. We do like obviously your mm. best, your best players, your worst players, etc. So we'll obviously we'll start off with those. So what did you want to start off with first, mate? Right. Um, I'll go with um, favorite players and stuff. Um, I haven't gone too far back in the history books. Um, I know yeah, that there's people, yeah. I know there's people like that a little bit you know, older than me that you'll probably get on the podcast that I can go through. 
the eighties, that kind of thing, you know, like the, the proper golden period and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I've just gone for players that I've seen play for us, you know, in the flesh and whatever that have actually impressed or meant something to me. So, yeah, um, great move. Yeah, so just I've only named another trivia, but it's like um, I think Sylvan Distan was just um, head and shoulders above any defender that we've had for quite some time. Um, I, I, he was just everything was effortless with him. He was just, it, it was the pace out of him, you know, the positional sense, it, locker room leader, you know, he was just, um, he was what we needed at the time. And when we got him, like, he wasn't, um, he, he wasn't like the youngest defender in the world. He was, uh, many might have said, you know, like he was kind of on the decline and that, but we got some serious service out of him. Um, and it's a little bit unfortunate that the only thing that he's kind of remembered for is that back pass against them. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's sad, mate. I, I think he's I think he's criminally underrated myself this time, mate. He, he's like you said, he, he's one of my favourites as well. To be perfectly honest, I know I know everyone talks about Jagielka, um, and you know people will shoot me down in flames for this, but I was I was never a massive fan of Jagielka. I've got to be honest. I always thought he had a bit of a rick in him. To be perfectly honest. Um, but uh, you know, in terms of this time, mate, like you said, he, he had everything in his locker, really. Um, and I think for obviously what we paid for him, four million quid when we sold like Leskov, it was it twenty eight or something oh. like that, mate. And um, and like you said, the service that we got, um, yeah, and it, and it is sad, mate, because yeah, I think you, you do yeah. speak to quite a few people, and um, I, I think the way most... he kind of left the club as well, kind of under the cloud. Um, it was sad, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know Martin has given that one game, mate, didn't he? At the end. Yeah, but um, I was watching him. Um, I was watching sort on YouTube um, the other day about him. Um, he was doing an interview and stuff, and apparently um, Stephen Pienaar kind of said the same thing. It was like Martin has decided that his time was up, and there was no shaking him. So yeah, there was no coming back. So he kind of got um, you know elbowed out and stuff like that. Um, which for those two players in particular and everything, right, for for what they gave for the club and that deserved far, far better than what they got. Um mm. but um the this time for me was just you know, it, brilliant defender. Um yeah. great on the pitch, seemed like a boss lad off it. Um no one had a bad word to say about him. Um and he did he deserved a better send off and stuff than than what we gave him. Yeah, totally agree, mate. I'm just open. I, I don't know about you, mate. I, I, I see quite a bit of a distance in Ben Godfrey, mate. Um, I'm yeah. just open. Obviously, he can, he can, uh, he can obviously have you know have an as in, much of an impact as distance has. But um, I think he's got all the tools, mate. Well, he's, to do he's, it. Big, um, he's strong. He's rapid. His positional sense seems to be you know. It wasn't bad to start with, but he just seems to be getting better and better every game and just growing into what you want him to be. So whether that's going to be, you know, a, a strong, committed fullback or whatever, or whether he's going to eventually like settle into the middle of the defence and that, it, it looks like nothing's going to be a stretch for him. So, yeah. No, definitely, mate. But no, I, I, I think that's a great shout, mate. Um, I like you, let me share, I think he's, he's criminally underrated. Um, and yeah, I, it's good to see. I know he's obviously, he does a lot now, mate, in terms of like his charity stuff, doesn't he? And, um, you know, I know he's, I think he's, he's been, 
sort of getting involved in a bit of uh, TV in France and different things. So uh, whatever he's doing, mate, I'm sure he'll make a success of it. Because like you said, I think he, he's, he's a real top lad, mate, and uh, more power to him, mate. So yeah, that's a great one, though. Yeah, all right. So the the next one that I went for, still honourable mentions and stuff, is Yakubu. Um, Great, mate. Yeah, teaching to the converse today, mate. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> think you know, um, with Lukaku coming and stuff like that, and everyone kind of you know crowing over him, and like how good he was. You know, the debates like would you have him back and stuff. What Lukaku did for us in the team that he played in, you know, was just something else. Um, he got a bit of a bad reputation for being a lazy footballer and that, but he did what he was paid to do, which is stick the ball mm. in the net. And he did it yeah. so often, so clinically in that. Um, yeah, just just brilliant, brilliant striker. Um, I had a little look on, I um, can't remember what website it was and stuff, right? But um, of all the goals that he scored for us, right, he only scored four that were further out than the penalty spot. Every yeah. every other yeah. goal was from the 18 yard line or closer. Right. So King of the Tappins. Um I know there's like loads of people said like Yellowbitch was like one touching it in and that, but he was scoring goals for fun, like you know, inside the six yard box and stuff. Um and it was just you know he he was he was one of the ones that kind of put us back on the map because without his goals we might have you know we yeah. we could have struggled because um, it was just a case of us we couldn't get a striker to put the ball in the net and then he came yeah. and you know we just kind of pushed on from there so yeah um, I I think it, when it comes to like the debates on like you know the the great strikers that we've had at the club and everything he's he's in there he's up there. I just think I just think that injury that he had, mate. Um, you know, obviously it was a, it was a horrific injury, um, that he never really recovered from. But I think if he if he wouldn't have had that, I don't know it's all if buts and maybe's, but I reckon he I reckon he would have kept going for at least another two or three seasons, mate, in in that vein of form that he was in. Because, like you said, it wasn't as if he was you know his game was all about like. Picking the ball up, you know, in, inside his own, you know, inside the uh, the opposition's half and running the defences. It was just like you said, he, he just knew where to be in the penalty area, mate, didn't he? And most of the goals as well, he was passing it into the back of the net, wasn't that he? Was wasn't it? He, I know. he was closer to the net than the keeper was on half of them. I reckon if VAR would have been a thing, like he, he would have only scored about six for us, but. Uh... Yeah. He had it don't be wrong, but he had he had obviously <coughs> had a lot of power. The 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 building him and God, I remember the one um was the one against Portsmouth where he nearly smashed the camera behind the goal because of the amount of it just flew past James, didn't it? Um but like you said, mate, the, the, the most the most uh, the the most of the goals that I remember him scoring was like doing that little shimmy inside and putting like defend, a defender on their arse and then just clipping it into the far corner. Um, but yeah, mate, loved loved watching him. Um, obviously, always played with a smile on his face as well, didn't he? Which which was great to see. Like, and um, yeah, I'll be honest, mate. Um, you know, I'll die on that hill where I've always said that if he would have stayed fifth, um, he would have scored. He would have scored more goals than Lukaku for us. And I'm not I'm not to cry Lukaku because you've only got to see what he's doing for Inter at the minute, mate. You know, he bangs goals in wherever he goes, doesn't he? But I just think I think you've got a classic cube in that in that bracket. To be perfectly honest, yeah. it's just obviously it was just unfortunate he had that injury. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've actually gone for a, a safe bet for my favourite player and stuff. Um, okay. And I think really over the last 10 years, 
Um, we've we've not had many of them in that, right? I think James Rodriguez now is, you know, you know, clearly one of them. But for truly world class players and everything, right? I, I don't think you can go look any further than Leighton Baines. Just, yeah, great show. Um, I know a couple of people have already mentioned them, but I don't think they went into too much detail, mate. So, nah, I mean, the, 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 feel free, mate. Okay, so um, where my season ticket is in the lower Gladys and whatever, right, is just it was perfect for watching him down the, the left hand touchline and everything as we were playing towards the park end. Um, you just got to see everything out of him the little given goals, like the defensive awareness, you know. All, all the stuff that like he kind of didn't get, he got credit from the Blues for all, but all the people that were crowing over Ashley Cole and stuff like that, um, I got to see that first hand and everything, and it, you know he was just he was on it every single game, um, picking picking passes, playing with Pienaar up and down that that side and everything, and even though it was pushing towards like the park end and everything. Them little given goals and stuff with Stephen Pienaar and that was just magical to watch. And, you, yeah. you know, you, that little rumbling when you see goals up because, like, you think something's going to happen down the other end and everything. It, it was just it, just absolutely incredible. And to get what we got out of him for so long and for him to not get as many kind of plaudits, you know, caps for England, you know, um, team of the year things because like I said Ashley Cole was like the, the media darling wasn't he um, I, I just think he, he was he's still underrated by Everton fans um, as, much, as hard as that is to believe and stuff like that I think he truly doesn't get the credit that that lad deserved for the career that he had with us um, some of the goals he scored as well it was just everything about him just brought joy and fun to go to some park. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't look any further than that. Just in the years that I've had my season ticket and stuff, just watching him bombing it up and down the wing and everything and just doing his thing, slotting pens on, even just coming over to take a corner and just like clapping the fans and everything like it's nothing. It's like you are the coolest little that, you know, um, it was just effortless and it was just always fun to go to match and just watch him do his thing. Yeah. No, he's... He's obviously, like you said, man, top 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 player, but also a, a really top top professional. Um, you know, I looked at last, you know, last season, mate, where he came in for them few games, and he just looked like he hadn't missed a beat, did he? Um, you know, that to me just shows obviously what a what a great player he was. Um, and you know, I'm lucky enough, mate, where I've I've spoken to, um, fellas who were in, you know, they they've seen everything in the great, you know, the really good really good times, um. And they've all said he he'd be in he be in the team in terms of like a best eleven that they've seen. He'd still he'd still walk in ahead of like the seventies, you know, the sixties teams, nineteen seventy team, the mid eighties teams. He'd still walk in to to to, to a best eleven. Well, I I, I mean, still think that. You remember when we were having that like um, the we had like a bit of a crisis at defensive midfield, um, and he was still playing. He was coming towards the end. I think Dean, you know. Just started getting into the team, um, but Baines yeah. was still able to put a shift in and that, and they were kind of there was a period where they were kind of like swapping out one for the other and stuff, just until they got the measure mm-hmm. of whether Dini was going to cut it. Um, I think he could have done a job like Philip Lam, 
I really do. Where yeah. like sit, sit him in front of the the back four and whatever. He's got the defensive awareness, but he's also got that wandering foot that could just start things. Um, I think we missed it sick when we found out that Lucadinia was going to be the player that he is now. We could have put him in the middle there and just solved so many problems. Um, yeah, I think it's a great shout, mate. And you look, I know, I know we've uh, well, I wouldn't say we've rectified them, mate, but getting to Corey and Alan in there, obviously, we do look a lot better, but. Unfortunately, at the minute, mate, and the way it's been since the start of the season, it, it's rare we can get the two of them in the middle, isn't it? And like you said, to have someone like Baines there, mate, to, to be able to you know get get a foot in, and he obviously have that intelligence, mate, to be able to spread the play and everything. Yeah, I think I think that would have been a great shout, mate, and I think we definitely missed it, stick. Um, but I think with him, you know, if, in terms of his mindset, mate. You know, I think he was just quite happy to pack him, wasn't he? He's got his music, he, you know, he can, he's got his photography, whatever else he's yeah. doing, and he, he can just obviously just chill out, mate. Um, I know he's obviously still, it's still great to have him around the club, and I'm sure obviously the players there, um, you know, can obviously learn so much from him. Um, but like you said, I think it was obviously sad to, to see him go out the way he went out, with, which is basically like an empty stadium. Um, and we got thumped by Bournemouth, didn't that, we? That, last, uh, last game that of the was the killer. Because I think if he if he'd have had a send off in that, um, you know, we wouldn't have seen anything like that. Um, just a player absolutely universally adored by pretty much every blue on the planet. Um, yeah, um, it's going to be a long, long time before we get another one like him. Yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. I think I think that's a great point to end it on. Um, just in terms, obviously, mate, we've got us on the other side of the yeah, show. So, have you, have you got a, have you got a few baddies for us? Yeah, so I mean, like, I, 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 I think it's something a bit different to what the other ones have said because the others are all like, you know, um, players that kind of wear fit to wear the shirt and stuff like that. And I've just gone for players that I, I just I can't stand that just had a good thing, balled it up basically. Um, Fair enough, mate. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, I told you about this before we started recording. Um, honourable mention to Dan Gosling. Right. All right yeah. Okay. Um, where, where did you start with him? I mean, like the, that one goal against them and whatever, and his head blew up. Thought he was an absolute superstar and stuff. Um, and he he wasn't going to be like the greatest player in the world, but he was. You know, he he would. He was half decent. Maybe. He would have got game time. He, he would have. He could have turned into something decent. Um, you know, but it's one of those we'll never know. Um, I think the you know, the contract dispute and everything just soured it for for everyone at the end and things. Um, he could have stayed and got a bumper deal with us and stuff. And then if he didn't like it, he could have moved on a few years later and whatever. But, um. Yeah. Just the underhandedness of it all. I think someone might have got in his ear and said, you know, um, you might get a better deal somewhere else, let it run down. A bit like Ross Barkley, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very similar, mate, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but to be fair, Ross Barkley didn't then go and put uh, Plymouth into administration because they never got the uh, they never got the bumper money from us. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So um, just for being an unscrupulous little shit, he gets a mention. Um, Fine, mate. Okay, yeah. um, and for different reasons and stuff. Um, Royston Drenthe. Um, nice. Okay, okay. Mate. Yeah, I, I think I know where you're going with this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember watching the uh, 2007 
under twenty ones on the telly and stuff like that. And he, he got he won the best player. Um he was absolutely phenomenal. Um and then he got his big money move to Real Madrid. Um and he, he you know, he, he probably wasn't gonna start every game for them, but he was definitely one for the future and stuff. And then he, he did he ended up doing what he's done for the rest of his career, right? Which is basically, you know, just personal problems, blaming other people for stuff, um, not taking it seriously. Um and when he signed for us and that, I, I thought, right, he, he'll be all right here. Moyes will get a grip of him. You know, if he can get him to knuckle down or whatever, we've got some serious, we've got a serious player on our hands here and that. Um, and it never quite happened like that, did it? Um, he he scored some, he scored some decent goals. He he scored some memorable ones. Um, I was going to say the the one that I remember. I think we were playing Blackpool. And he kind of picked it up and absolutely smashed it into the, the back of the net from about 20, 25 yards, something like that. Um, I think, he, did he score on his debut? I can't, I can't remember. I he did, mate. He came on. I can't remember who it was. Who it was, was it? I think it was against now, mate. Um, I can't remember. I just remember him sort of running through and then clipping it on mm-hmm. the keeper. Um remember the one against Fulham as well, mate, which was like God mate. He had like a he had a left foot like a suction engine, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, was. he couldn't have he couldn't have bang. And I think the thing I think the thing was him. it was like down that down that wing and everything. Um he was he was the closest thing to like an Andre Kinselskis that we've had since Andre Kinselskis. No, were like the pace, the purpose, and you knew he had an absolute shot on him as well. Um I just thought Moyes is going to straighten him out here. He's going to he's going to sort him out. He's going to get find the player that's in there and stuff, and just get him to knuckle down. Um, and it just it just wasn't to be. Um, and for for that, I think that was just a, it was a big disappointment and stuff personally for me because I kind of was hoping we get the player from the Euros and stuff, and we only got a shadow of it. And you've only got to look at his career now, where he's like bouncing around from club to club and stuff. And, you know, he's he's still doing it, where he's like, he'll turn up at a club and if he doesn't like it, he blames the club for it, for it going badly and that, rather than it being him. Um, but... I, saw an, I saw an interview with him mate, not long ago where he was talking about, um, I think it was the a couple of days before we played the other lot um, in the semi-final. At Wembley, um, and whatever has happened, he turns up late again for training, um, and he'd gone into sort of like he gone into the canteen, and there was like a, a, a bit of like a pre-match briefing or something, and he'd missed it. And next thing, Moise just sort of collars him in the canteen and, and basically told him to fuck off. <laughs> um, and that's it. Which, he's just which he you would of, do really, wouldn't you? No. Yeah, and to be honest, mate, he. Um, he took her as like basically like leave, leave the training ground, get off like so. He he obviously left. He left the training ground, turns his phone off, whatever. Um, and then as 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 the you know the story goes, apparently he ended up going back to Holland. Um, and you know obviously we were without him then for that semi, and I, you know it still goes me mate because I think if we would have had him on a fire and on all cylinders, then. I reckon we probably would have won that. Well, that's the thing, um, you know, a player you know, like him on his day, 
Um, would have been a handful for anyone, so he would have been a weapon against them. But if, if you if your mind's not right, it doesn't matter who you are. You you know you you're more you're more armed to us turning up and just being shit and half assed and you know not being there at all. Um, so yeah, yeah so yeah, um, he gets a nod. Um, and then for my worst player for various reasons and stuff, um, I'm gonna go for the prototype. Um, Royston Zender, who was Andy van der Meide. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, there's definitely a theme. Yeah, I've, 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 I love I love Holland. I, I love Dutch football and stuff, right? So anytime we've tried to sign someone from there, I've always got my hopes up, right? And for whatever reason, we've just gone, nah, we're not having it here. Um, like, just even when I was going back to when I was a, like a bit of a kid and everything, you know, like everyone played footy manager when they were growing up and stuff. And he was, he, he was one of them players. Like, as soon as you start, you, you think, up oh, when you've got enough money for him, you sign him. Because he was just unbelievable for, uh, for Ajax and then into Milan. Um, yeah. I remember that, remember that game where uh, he scored for, for Inse, mate, at uh, a Harbury. Um, and I think that's when quite a lot of English fans like sure obviously he was he was a really top talent yeah didn't he? But, everyone um, thought he like, was like the second overalls and stuff like that it was like mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah, we, we could be in here and that but um, yeah it, it was another one of those where I kind of got my hopes up and stuff thinking yeah we've signed an absolute world here and that and then you realise that I think we got him for I think it was about 4 million which even at the time was still a bit of a, a bargain price and stuff um, and it's like, well, okay. Don't know why he's picked here or anything. Let's give him a go. And then the wheels just fell off for him. Um, and I do, I do appreciate the fact that he, he had his own personal demons and stuff like that. Um, but he didn't. Um, uh, he didn't apply himself in the same way that Zenta did and stuff like that. Like it was like we never really got to see the best of him because he. he he didn't allow himself to get good enough to put his best shifts in for us. Um, the the other reason why I picked him and stuff right is just for the fact that I think we were in, I think we were playing on the Monday night or something. We had we had a fixture in that, but I was out with my mates in the sports bar in town on the Saturday, and um, yeah, stood at the bar and everything. Right, and I feel this tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's him. And he offers me a pint because I'm wearing the same T-shirt. And he he literally stayed in there all night with like a little group of his mates and stuff like that, getting absolutely rat-assed. And I'm thinking, you're going to be hung over to death tomorrow. You're going to miss training. And then on Monday, you're not even getting picked there, mate, because you'll still be hanging out your ass. Um, but, you know, just another case of what if, if we'd have got the player that he, yeah. he was when he was at Ajax before he had the personal problems and stuff. Um, it could have been a whole different story. So he's not necessarily like my worst player in that. He's kind of like me player that I wish would have come good for us more than anything. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think what showers quite a lot of people even, <coughs> even more on him, mate, is um, obviously the way he's... He's like the club off. Yeah, he's not, he's not um, done himself any favors. You know, I, like every every time, every no, time definitely he not. Right. The club, there's always like a sour twist to it. Um, you know, he, most most players like when they leave and stuff, that they, they even if they didn't have the best of times and that, they always turn around and go, ah, well, you know, I had some good times and stuff. I've never heard them talk about us in a good light. Um, 
no. And I think I think that's what he needs to do, really, mate. I think he needs to obviously have a have a good look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he, he's just one of those. I think I think forty allowed him to live a lifestyle in that, which kind of did him in in the end eventually and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, if he hadn't have been as talented, he might not have had the personal problems and stuff. But you know, again, it's just one of those things where it's unfortunate that we had another potential, like fantastic player on the books, who we never ever got to see it from. So, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a great show, mate. To be fair, um, just we'll just obviously we we'll move on to the the next well, category nice, yeah. if you like, mate. Um, and it's. It's obviously your, your best and your worst okay. kits. So, which ones you want right, to start okay. off with? Go with me, uh, your favourite kit. Okay. Um, and it's a bit of a one-off. Yeah. Right. Um, hands down, the best-looking thing that I think I've seen was way in forever. Um, in the 17-18 season, we brought out a commemorative shirt. And I think we only played one game yep. in it. I think it was like a game against Seville or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was like the all royal blue with a button-up collar with the old school badge on it. Like the, you know, Rupert's yeah. Tower was nowhere to be seen. It was just like the EFC crest and everything. My God, that was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, do you know what, mate? You're not the first person to no, mention it either. I, um, it, it, it is absolutely top to all. And like you said, it's just pure Everton, the fact that we only were aboard that, that should have been the own kit for that season. <laughs> it, it should have been, and yeah, it would have been definitely. a bestseller that right? Um, You know, I'm not I, I'm not a fan of, like, you know, over-the-top footy shirts and stuff. I, I like things to be kind of, like, stylish, basic, that kind of thing. And that just ticked every box for me. I, I just thought that was fantastic. Um and yeah, it, it should have been the, the should have been the main kit for that season and stuff. We've we've had some nice like ones that we have wore for the, the, the regular season and that, but not a patch on that. That that was just proper traditional. No, I think that yeah. I think that's a fantastic show, mate. Like I said, I think there's been a few people already that's mentioned it, but um yeah, for me for me it's gotta be up there as well, mate. So you're going from Sublime to the ridiculous now, mate. What uh, right, okay. Um, I don't know whether he listens to this, so if he does, I'm absolutely sorry, <laughs> right? You're a legend, I love you, right? But my worst kit has got to be anything that Neville Southall has ever worn for Everton, right? <laughs> We've had some absolute hours there, haven't we? It's like Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder could have seen him. It was, they were absolutely shocking. Um, yeah, some are like the bit nineties ones, mate. Where, where, yeah, where we, we had one. Um, I think I think they were yeah, all we had one stuff. from um, my particular favourite. If you want to have a Google of it, is um, the ninety three to ninety five one. So we got away with it for two years, right? and I, I still don't understand how. Um, it was like one of the danker kits, right? And it was like a neon pink or grapefruit or something that just had black and yellow stuck on it for, yeah. for no apparent reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it it was horrible, but they never seemed to have it in his size either. Right? It looked like they were waiting for his other twin brother to come and put his head in the, the other arm hole or something like that. It was just absolutely horrendous. Um, and then you think how good of a keeper he was. 
Like with that kind of wind resistance, with about four foot worth of extra fabric underneath his armpits every time he's diving and that, like that, that takes some skill. That, like, yeah. but yeah, yes. I mean, I'm not just sticking to Everton kits on this. Like Wales did them a, a bad one as well with their with their as well. Yes, um, I think they were all. I think they were all umbro me. Where they, I remember, um, I remember Chelsea having the same, more or less having exactly the same kit. Um, and I think I can't remember. Was it not Newcastle? There was a, there was about two or three two or three teams in the league. I think Forest might yeah. have been one of them, mate. Um, and they all have very similar, similar like templates. But they were like you said. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to know, right? Never if you if you're listening to this, mate. Right? Did you get a say in what you were wearing, or were you just not asked? Like. I, I, I need to know, like, <laughs> you know, inquiring minds and everything. We need to know, did you ever get shown the kits and stuff and just go, yeah, whatever, I'll just wear anything. I'm only here to stop a footy. Or did you look at that and go, that looks boss. I'm going to be a trendsetter wearing this. You know, what, what was the, what was the deal, Nev? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> We'll have, we'll have to give Never right to reply, and uh, we'll find out. We'll, 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 definitely, we'll definitely get an answer yeah, from him. Sure we um, yeah, we will, mate. We will. Um, just and in terms of like the last section, mate, um, I'm sure you got, I'm sure you got a couple of crackers for this as well. Uh, in terms of your best and worst games, mate, where do you want to start with All that right. one? So, um, <clears throat> I don't know whether to go with like the worst game first, yeah, I probably will. Um, Worst game I think I've seen us play in forever was the uh, was the Wigan match in the FA Cup. Yeah, oh, yeah and you know where I'm going. Still saying yeah, because it was like they're battling relegation. We're in the European places and stuff. We're, we're pushing on and whatever, right? And that was supposed to be like the, the ticket into the next round. It was like you've just got to go out there. You've just got to play the way you can. They've just got to do what they do and stuff. And, you know, um, it, it should be an easy an easy way through to the next round. And we made it hard work. Same, same as like we do with most cup games and that. Like, I mean, Rotherham at the weekend and that. Um, you know, it, it was just awful. Same yeah, energy, and it, it, was that, it was that thing. Right? Have you seen that meme on, on like Twitter and stuff like that where it's like um, time for Everton? And the fellas comes busting out with the Everton crest yeah. on his head and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I reckon that was coined yeah, for yeah. that game. I reckon that's where it came from, you know, all the way back in the day and everything. I reckon someone's looked at that and gone, we've just absolutely Everton that everywhere. Because they, they are players that, you know, didn't... They, they were crap. They were, they were going down. They weren't going to get anywhere. And they are, I think it was like Jordi Gomez or... Was that I can't remember if that's his name or whatever. I right? but he, I think he only he only yeah, scored like two yeah, or three yeah. goals for them or whatever the entire season. And one of them was against those. Um, figure always scored another one. Um, and the the bit that annoyed me and stuff more than anything in that match, he was in goal for them. Can you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Joel Robles was in goal for them. Right, and we probably signed him off the back of that performance against us, right? Because again, everything just stuck to him. Do you remember that uh, that City game where uh, Jan Mutche was in goal and it just looked like he had Velcro on his gloves and nothing got past him? He had one of them games. We had enough chances to kind of put the ball in the back of the net, but um, Robles was just on one on that day. Um, Yes. 
if yeah, you and it, it was just one of those again. It's another one of those like um, squandered opportunities. Um, and there's been too many of them lately. We, we've got to be able to take these games and go. Oh, you know what? We're better than these. Let's just go out and prove it over ninety minutes and stuff. So that one yeah. does stick with me, like still, because um, we were in yeah. with a boss shelter picking up a, a trophy at the end of that. Yeah, it was unforgivable, mate, wasn't it? To be to be honest with you. Yeah. So me, me other, like I've I picked two favourite games and stuff. Um, right. Oh, the, on, the first one is just a retro one because it always brings back like you know good memories and stuff. And that is the semi-final in the '95 Cup run against Spurs. Yeah, it's my mate. That was the one yeah, I picked that, on Spurs. That, everything about that match and everything, even when you watch it back now and everything, like, it was just to a man. Everyone was superb. Um, you know the the defense were were you know we were kind of like the dogs of war and everything at that point. So like everyone was just putting feet in and stuff like that. But then you had Anders Limpar just running the place, um, you know, pulling strings, picking passes out and all the rest of that. Um, you had, like, I mean, I've, I've made some notes here and stuff, right? Um, Teddy Sheringham was doing the, uh, the Harry Kane trick and everything to try and win them free kicks in the end. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 won, yeah. he won a pen. Yeah, like you said. Still it, was, it, was, it was looking over his shoulder, seeing where the defender is, and then backing his ass into them, and then crying because he hits the deck and everything, right? So if, if Harry Kane wants to blame someone for getting a bad reputation, sharing him, there you go. Um, but yeah, um, you know, that, that old fiasco about Amakachi, you know, um, is he coming on, is he not? You know, that, that kind of thing. The match had everything. Um, but it was just it was one of those they, they had their final all lined up all the media had you know United against Spurs in the final and then plucky little Everton turned up and absolutely roast them everywhere and it, it's just it, it was one of those it was completely unexpected um, but just hearing the fans uh, like you know every time the ball went in and stuff like that it was just you watch it back now and you think that was boss yeah, that, that, no one was denying us that year, you know, especially off a off a game like that. Um, so yeah, that that one, I, I do, I, I will still remember that one like for years and years and stuff. Um, but one that's a little bit more recent, um, one that mostly because the player involved in it didn't get the recognition that he deserved from us until he left. Um, and that was a game in 2015 against Chelsea, and it will be known as the Stephen Naismith perfect hat-trick match. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and I remember being at that one and stuff, right? And we were, we just weren't at it in the beginning. They had all like the big guns and everything, like, you know, like they still had Drogba and all the rest of that. And we weren't expected to get much out of it, if anything at all. Um, and then I think it was Mo Bessage got hurt and Naismith came on and he he just he saw them a new one he absolutely battered them um, and he's another player he, he does not get anywhere near the credit or the recognition that he gets probably from any club that he's ever played for because he's not like a world class you know big name um, 
But he was he was dropping into spaces, he was picking stuff up, he was making runs into the box. So first goal scores with a crack and header. Um picks the ball up on the edge of the box for the second one. Like um turns, faces up the defender and that, and then just drills it left footed right across the goalie and stuff. Um yeah. yeah. Um and then the third one I still can't figure out how it went in. Um but that that was pretty much again down by uh, down by my season ticket and seat and all the rest of that. So like he's got it just on the edge of the box and I'm trying to poke my head around to see what's going on and stuff because everyone stood up. And you just see him kind of it's kind of like a one two past the defender and then he just pokes it underneath the keeper and it rolls in. And it's like I'm still trying to scratch my head how that went in. But my God, what a goal. I just remember nearly falling over and stuff, trying to get down to the front because he was coming over to Abbott to celebrate and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, he, he had some other good games for us. He had some really good games for us and that. But that one in particular and that, um, I, I think he earned every bit of that, Stephen Naismith. Um, and I got a, I got the chance to meet him in work once and he, he's just every bit the person yeah. that people say he is. He's just down to earth, chilled out. Um, he was doing a bit for Sky Sports, um, and I, th- I think I think they got wind of him doing like the the the, the food drive bit, you no, know, like helping the homeless and stuff like that. So they come and did an interview and work and everything, and he stayed behind after he'd done it, like signing a few autographs and stuff and taking pictures and everything. Um, and then decided to get off because he like he borrowed his missus mini to come down there. You know, no airs or graces, nothing about him, but one hell of a footballer who deserved far more recognition than we gave him. But that match, um, even their goal as well, like, um, Matthew scored an absolute screamer. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that old match, um, you know, still one of my favourites and I thought I was, I was able to see in person and stuff. Um, yeah, so there you go, mate. Yeah. Another another one, mate. Uh, like you said, he's clearly underrated for me. Um, though we sold him far too soon, mate. Um, and like like you said earlier, another one where I thought the way he was treated. Well, that was it. He went to um, he went to Norwich, was it? Yeah. So yeah, he, um, yeah. It was it was another one of those. It was like we went through a phase where it was like everything was under a cloud. It was like we had players leaving, and you didn't really understand why, and there was no logic behind it. And, Stuff like that, um, but yeah, um, it, it's a weird one. Anytime you sign for a club, you'd always hear or see their fans kind of growling, going, "Oh, what are we signing him for?" And then as he's about to leave, every single one of them are like, "Nah, we shouldn't be getting rid of him. He needs to stay. We'd have got at yeah. least another two seasons yeah, yeah. out of him." Definitely, mate. And I think at the time. Um... Even with Lukaku, mate, I, I thought Naismith was the best finisher at the club. Um, it's just mad, it's mad to think, like you said, you know, obviously the, the impact that he had coming on in that game, he banged it at sick in. I can't remember him ever making another appearance for Everton after that. I think that was that was basically it. Yeah, he might, have made, he might have made a few, like, uh, um, you know, sub-appearances or, like, uh, you know, cup games or something like that, but definitely yeah. in the league and everything, like, that was, that, that was it. Um, yeah, so he's... Yeah, he, he he deserved far better than he got out of us and stuff. But you know that that game just proved what kind of a player we had on our hands because he could do a bit of everything. 
you know, he could dribble, he could shoot, he could put himself yeah. about. He had a bit of the Tim Cale about him. Um, you know, and it's one of those, you, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And then we were crying out for someone in that mould and everything yeah. to like the midfield to the, the front line and that. And the amount of people that are going, we need a player like Stephen Smith. And it's like, yeah, well, we, yeah, well, he's now like, you know, yeah. selling mustard to Delia Smith or whatever, like down, down in Norwich. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was a shame, mate. It was, um, but like you say, I know obviously he's still he's still doing a bit of a heart, isn't he, mate? So. Uh, you know, more power yeah, to him, more power to Nasey, mate. I'd love for him to obviously come. Hopefully, he'll come back to Goodison one day soon, mate, and give him a proper send off. Um, but anyway, mate, I just wanted to touch a little bit on mm-hmm. the game tomorrow. Um, because obviously, building up this week now, mate, we've got two two big games. Um, and obviously, hearing the news today that uh, DCL is going to be out and uh, mm-hmm. the Charleston's a doubt as well, like, um. You know, it's, not, it's definitely not the news we want to hear, mate. Is it going into what probably looks like a sticky yeah, game? They're, um, they're, they're having a bit of a mixed bag of it as well, aren't they? It's like, yeah, I've seen them play and they've mm-hmm. been, you know, spot on. And I've seen them get absolutely turned over and stuff. So you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, they're kind of in the same boat as us. Um, you know, Raul Jimenez won't be playing for them for a long time. He might not even ever play footy again, depending yeah. on how bad. How bad that is. Very sad, mate. But um, they they've still got some serious weapons. Like um, the first one you think of there is like um, Adam Atraore and stuff. You know, like the, just the sheer pace of him. I, I think that'll be an interesting one seeing him going up against Ben, ben Godfrey. Um, that that's I mean, like yeah. um, what, what's that old saying? The irresistible force meets the immovable object. That 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 could be a uh, that could be yeah, a tussle yeah. that. Um, but then they've got all they've got all of these like little silky players and everything, like Xiao Moutinho and all the rest of that. You know, they they've they've got weapons to hurt you, but I just think they're a bit stop start and everything. Um we need to kind of push on to them. Um we need to impose our game on them. Um it's gonna be difficult without Calvert Lewin. It's gonna be really difficult without Richarlison. But um you know the the players that he brings in, whoever whoever Ancelotti decides to put in that first team and everything, they they need to have a go because I think to a person, if you haven't been getting played regularly by him by now, you're playing for your career. Yeah, and I totally agree. With you know, he's uh, Ancelotti's ain't the right to turn around. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick you. He's done. He's obviously done that with Balassi. He, he's had, he's done with Balassi what Kerman did with Nias, where it's like, look, you, you know, you're not, you're not in this club, you're not in my plans and whatever. Start making other arrangements and that. Um, same can be said for for Cheng Tosin. Um I still don't know what we've what we've got with him, but if he's leading the line tomorrow and everything, he needs to he needs to have a proper game. He, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, it's just it'll be an awkward game, and I think you won't know what kind of game you're going to get until the match kicks off and whatever, because you could get an Everton that'll like put a foot in, put a shift in, play them off the park, or we could just get that absolute dire shake that we got at the weekend, and they'll batter us. With or without Raul Jimenez, they they will put a couple past us if we mm-hmm. do not turn up and play. Yeah, 
I think um, you looked at the game we played there, mate, during the lockdown, and we just weren't at it at all, were we? Um, and mm. It was a 3-0, but it could have been more. Um, and like you said, mate, yeah, and obviously with him and his mission, that's a massive blow for them, but they've still definitely got players that can hit you. So no matter who goes out there tomorrow for us, we, we've got to be on it. Um, I, you know, I'm open. Um, I'm open we can maybe, maybe nick it. Uh, one yeah, it, it's not, like not going to be a high scoring game like you said it, it, it's not um, I think whoever wins it'll win it just by one um, so whether it's 1-0 2-1 something yeah. like that it's not It's not going to be a free for all in that because I think both teams have got too much to lose by actually you know I don't know it, it, it's it, it's just going to be a pick em. I think if it was our first choice against theirs no. I'd always back us to win with Calvin Lewin, with Richarlison, with everyone else, I back us to win every time. This one, it's a coin toss. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. I agree, and I think, I think if they uh, if they play Traore, mate, sort a couple of the other PC lads, you know, who knows if they're gonna put put them on team because um, you know I know he's come back really, really early and more power to him, like, but. The way you saw him, that a hickway you gave him, a, you know, a well, terrible time on the weekend. I'm sure Wolves have obviously seen that well, and thought, well, you know, well, that's here what we you go. Doing, so, like if you've got a player um, coming back from a bad injury and everything, the first thing you do as a manager is you just go right, get at him. Let's see whether he's fully healed, whether they're buffing it, whether he's got a full match in, and whether he's only got like you know half a game, forty-five minutes, whatever. Go and test them. Um, I. If if they're gonna line up with someone like the likes of say Ori down the side there, I probably wouldn't risk him, you know. Um I'll... Yeah, it could be it could be I think it'd be hard hard for him, mate, if you know if he was fully fit, mate, wouldn't it? But um like you said, I think you'd you know you'd have to have someone like yeah, I, I think that'd them, be the better matchup for us personally. Um just just try and mark mm, him out the game, yeah. keep him out as much as he possibly can and then let the rest of our boys try and press on and, and get a winner. Um yeah, and I think, like you said, mate, if uh, you know, fingers crossed, the Charleston will be fit. You know, I push, I'd push him right up front, mate. But if he's not fit, then, like you said, young social mate, he's got to, he's definitely got to do his bit there, like. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, mate. But when we when we sent Moise Keane out on loan, um, you know, the, the thing for me was the fact that it was a loan. You know what I mean? It, if they were going to get rid and obviously get money in to try, to try and obviously get someone else in in his place, then fair enough. But I thought with loaning him out um, and obviously only having DCL there is like a recognised striker, I thought it might come back to bite us. And obviously, we've heard TCL's got this hamstring injury, mate. So, how long, you know, that, how long's a piece yeah, of string? How long is he going to be out for? So, do you think we, do you think we definitely need to get um, someone in? Yeah, I'd like to see someone. Question is, though, who? Because anyone of like any quality, is yes. not going to shift in in January, or they're not going to move for, for massive money. Yeah, that's um, very hard, mate. Yeah. I, I think the thing with um, with Moise Keane is the, there's definitely a player there. I think people have been too quick to write him off. He's like a teenager moved to a brand new country and everything under a cloud because basically he it, it sounded like he like he left Juve and that just because of the racism thing. He didn't particularly want to leave, but. Um, we were we were the ones that put the money up and stuff, so we came to us. Um, everyone says that the French leagues, you know, a bit, you know, 
full of farmers and whatever and stuff like that. And I think outside of a couple of teams, like maybe two or three, that is probably true. But um, he, he's got ability. I think he's still absolutely raw in that. But the fact that Ancelotti was looking at him at Napoli and stuff, um, he obviously rates yeah. him. And I think he, he, he can see the player that he is there. So you look at Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin under all the other managers that we had and everything, playing him like right wing back and all the rest of that. And I'm going, run the, run the channels, lad. <laughs> you know, it, it's only when you get someone that actually knows what they're doing that can say, look, this is what you're good at. You go and do that. That's when you see whether you've got a player or not. And I reckon if he comes back, with a bit more confidence, a bit more self-belief that he can actually play as a striker and score goals. Next season will be good for him. That doesn't solve the problem with the at the minute though. Um and I don't I don't know who you go and get as a temporary thing because as soon as Carver Lewin's back fifth and Richarlison is, whoever we've got isn't gonna play again. So you don't want to go and spend yeah, money no on someone that oh. is only gonna play, you know back up at best for six months um, yeah hopefully hopefully you know the likes of Brands and uh, and Carla were having a look at it mate and maybe they have got someone in mind who can you know <laughs> even if it's just a short term sort of thing they can come in and do a job maybe someone who's a bit more experienced well and, that's it you know, you know um, can I, I'm in, still can waiting for the Marcel Brands transfer window to be honest like, I've wanted him to when he, when he was at PSV, he signed all of these players that you'd never heard of and you all left for money um, just because you had the scouting network and that. Mm. I want us to sign about three or four players that you've never heard of, that you've literally got to go on YouTube or something to find yeah. out who they are and where they come from. Um, just to get away from the stigma that we've got of buying, like, you know, maybe proven talents and stuff, like the likes of a Sigurdsson and whatever, but for stupid money. Um, I, I think I think we've got to kind yeah, of exactly, mate, yeah. bite the bullet and say we might have to start like growing our own next batch and stuff like that. You know, we've got to look at the reserves. We've got to bring youngsters in and like put them through the paces and stuff and see whether they've got it, rather than going out and buying like for for silly transfer fees. Um, and I'm just hoping that maybe this summer, where we might not have as much money to spend. He'll come good, and like you know, we'll get two or three in that'll actually blossom into what we need. Yeah, no, I think it's a great shout, mate. Um, like you said, that in terms of like a director of football, mate, that that's what you want, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, you know, you want you want them to use the networks, mate, and, and bring these well, sorts of like improving gems. That, um, um, so, that we were supposed to have put a bid in for recently. That. Yeah, um, and now it looks like he's going to Brighton. Um, and I've seen a few people saying, like, if he goes mm-hmm. there and everything, that's like an absolute coup. But you don't know what you're getting, do you? You, you could be, you could be getting, you could be getting like a Sergio Aguero or something. Right? So you could be getting a Sandro Ramirez. You just haven't. You don't know till you get yeah. here. So. I think that's it, mate. Every every transfer is a gamble, isn't it? No matter what. So, but I think, and, and you know as well, mate. I think there's definitely areas of the squad that need strengthening, mate. So, whether that's this month or whether it's the end of the season, um, there's, there's places there that definitely need strengthening anyway. Yeah. Um, just lastly, though, mate, I just wanted to touch just a, for a little bit on mm-hmm. um, the Villa game on the weekend <clears> because obviously they're in a really bad state at the minute in terms of uh, players being out with COVID. Um, you know. As we saw the the FA Cup game when it had um, 
you know, on Friday night and the Atterfield, the the, the U team, you know, they mm-hmm. put up a good show to be fair to them. Um, but obviously our game's being put back now a day um, to the Sunday um, and may, maybe the hope that they've got a few players that, you know, um, are a bit, bit fitter, if you like. Um, you know, in terms of, obviously, we, we still haven't had word, have we, off the, off the FA in the Premier League about why our game is called off so late. Um, and then, obviously, you've got You've got Villain and a couple of other clubs who <laughs> just sort of seem to have some muddle through, uh, if you like, with, with what's going on. So, I mean, it seems there's just no consistency there for me at all, mate. But, you know, depending on what sort of team Villa can put out on the weekends, are you confident we can go there and get a I'll be in confidence anyway. Um, I think with, mm. with the best of respect to Villa and stuff, um, They've they've only really got one or two players, really good players to be honest with you. But they've only really got one or two players that you would actually look at the team sheets and go, yeah, we need to watch out for them. Um, if they can't put a, if they can't put a team out, um, there is no reason why we can't go and comfortably get a win, you know, two three nil something like that. Um, it it is it, again, it's a coin a coin toss. It, it is just. Totally down to who who they got fit, who can they play? Are they going to stick with the kids, you know, and just bite the bullet and go with that, or are they going to try and bring some of the first team back in um, and give it a go? But if they if they play with any of their youngsters and whatever, you know, we just need to to press on them, you know, and show like the the difference in class and stuff. Um, unless they can feel like a proper full strength eleven, I I can't see anything far from most doing the business against them, which um you know, just have to wait and see. Um, you know, who, who what team are we gonna put out? Is anyone gonna have a decent game against Wolves and then, you know, be fighting for the first team spot against the Villa and that? Um mm-hmm. again, you, you just don't know, but I would fancy us if they if their COVID situation hasn't improved massively um, that's a game I'd be looking at. I'd be bitterly disappointed if we didn't come away with all three. Yeah, mate. Yeah, um, I can't disagree with any of that. To be perfectly honest, mate. Um, I think this week it, it's it's pivotal. I think um, in terms of the league, because you look, we're, we're obviously four points, four points off top with a game in hand, um, and obviously if we can we can go and get six points out these two games. We're going to put ourselves right in the mix, aren't we? So, yeah, two massive games, mate. And uh, like you said, uh, especially next weekend, you know, um, I certainly don't want to see what, what's what's going on at Villa, but at the end of the day, uh, we're there to That's do the job, aren't we, mate? And, you know, no matter what team you put out, yeah, you, you, you can't, got to you go can't there and get different points. Uh, you've only got to look at that shower from across the park and everything. You know, when he found out they were playing a load of 15-year-olds and whatever, he still try and put out his first team because he doesn't use subs. So, um, we've just kind of got to do the same. Yeah, most definitely, mate. Most definitely. Right, hands. I'll, um, I'll wind things up, mate. Um, been brilliant. Yeah, it's been mate. A lot, really mate. enjoyed it. Um, and obviously... It's been a it's been a while coming, mate, and I know we've obviously started to get a few things sources to do it. Um, but no, I really appreciate your time, mate, and I'm sure we'll have you back. Yeah, on no worries, soon, man. So All right, take it easy, mate. Speak soon. Brilliant, mate. So, um, so you guys, we'll, we're obviously back to normal now. Um, we'll have another pause on next week. 
Um, just waiting to get someone confirmed who can do it. There's about two or three people in the mix at the minute, so I'm just waiting to uh, make sure I get someone sorted out for next week. Um, obviously, because of, unfortunately, because of the situation that, that we're all in at the moment. But once again, thanks very much for your time. Take care of yourselves and up the toffees.